This dynamic message is brought to you by Redemption in Jesus with Marco Bravo. All right, so this morning we've titled our message, and it's going to be on the screen there, is Jesus the anchor of giving thanks. Now, I could have said thanksgiving, but I don't want it to be misunderstood. I don't want anyone to think that Jesus is the anchor of Thanksgiving Day, even though he is. But I want to extend that more to the fact that we give thanks to God. Amen. And so, you know, when you think about life in general, when you think about your life, we all have anchors in life, don't we? 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And we're going to look at it from the King James translation. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. What does it look like to give God thanks? I think most of us would probably say, well, you just use your words. You just say, thank you. Thank you, Father. You express it, right? Most of us would think of that. But I want to show you today that what God meant here, through the Apostle Paul, who was inspired by the Holy Spirit, how he actually explains what that looks like and what that means. And it's pretty awesome. It's pretty amazing. It's more than just saying thank you. Because how, how many of you know, sometimes we can just be courteous and say thank you when we don't really mean it. Like when someone gives you a gift that you don't like or a gift that you don't need. I mean, you're not going to say, well, no, I don't need that thing. Although I've had people do that to me. They've said, oh, no, thanks. I already have one. You know, you can, you can offend the person. And so what you do, you fake it until you make it. You're just being courteous. You say, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And then you put it in the back of the seat of the car or the trunk, and you forget about it. <laughs> Something like that, right? So we can be fake when we say thank you. But is this what God is talking about? Because even in church, when you say to people, okay, let's take the next 30 seconds and let's give God thanks for everything that you can think of. We'll say it in words, but are we really saying thank you the biblical way? Are we really saying thank you the way God wants us to say thank you? That's what I want us to look at today. So question, let's put that verse back up. It says, in everything, give thanks. Then it says what? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. How do you interpret that portion? Would you agree with me if I said it sounds like God wants us to be thankful? It's part of his will for our lives to be thankful. Right? And that's partly true because it is an application. So whether you like it or not, whether you are thankful or not, if you really want to do God's will, you better find something to be thankful for. And how many of you like to be forced to say thank you? None of us do. I remember when I was a young boy, my mom, you know, someone would come along and give me something that I didn't even know what it was. I didn't understand it. So it didn't mean anything to me. And she would like squeeze my arm or something and say, say thank you. Thank them. And sometimes she would force me to call them aunt or uncle, even though they weren't related to me. It's just the culture of South Africa. So I did my mother's will, but did I mean it when I said it? Not really. And so, again, this is what we want to see here. So, let me ask you two questions. How do we give thanks? When we look at this portion right here, 
It says, in everything, give thanks. Well, this is all of God concerning, in Christ Jesus concerning you. How do we give thanks that way? What does it look like? I think motive plays a big role in us giving thanks. Wouldn't you agree? Motive is what drives the heartfeltness of our gratitude, I guess you could say. So, let me show you that same portion from the Amplified Translation. Watch how it puts it. I think it's going to bless you. So watch this. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, same portion, but from the Amplified Translation. Okay? Watch what it says. In every situation. So how many situations? So if it's not a favorable situation, does that include that? Of course it does. It says in every situation, and then the Amplified amplifies it from the original. In every situation... No matter what the circumstances. Do you see that? So notice, it doesn't say for every situation. It says in every situation. Now religion will tell you that you need to thank God for every situation. But is that what God is saying here? No, he's not saying thank me for everything that you face. He's saying thank me in everything that you face. Right? So in a way, he's telling us this is your anchor to stay in faith. This is your anchor to rise above the situation. So in everything, give God thanks. No matter what the circumstance, watch this. Be thankful and continually give thanks to God. Isn't that interesting? How the Amplified takes it from the original and explains it and amplifies it. It says, be thankful and continually give thanks to God. Doesn't it sound like a repeat? But it's not. Because there's a difference between being thankful and continually giving thanks to God. Being thankful has to do with our internal attitude, right? right like right now, you're not saying anything, but you could be thankful on the inside, right? So being thankful has to do with our internal attitude, with our heart. But giving thanks has to do with our outward expression. So you can be a thankful person and not say a thing. We don't want to know that you're thankful until you say it, right? So it deals with the internal and also with the external. And God says we need to do both. We need to have internal thankfulness and express it in every situation, not for every situation. I remember many, many years ago now, when we conceived our first child, Joshua is his name, he's in heaven, we miscarried Joshua. And it was hard. And if, I were to, if someone were to say to me, you need to thank God for this situation, someone actually did, someone with a legalistic understanding of Scripture, and they actually told me, I need to thank God why this happened, why I lost my child. And I mean, I saw my wife go through that whole procedure. It was horrible. I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't nice. I couldn't be thankful for that situation. And I refused to do it. I actually, I think I got my anger out on that person, and I apologized later. But I couldn't be thankful for that situation. That's not God's will. That wasn't God's plan. Could I be thankful in that situation? Yes, I could. It was hard. And you know, what was I thankful for? That my wife was still with me. 
that I know that my child, even though he didn't get to live, is in heaven with God, because Scripture tells us that. I can be thankful that I have my Joshua to look forward to when I enter heaven. And eventually when Gabby comes along, she'll see her brother and enter heaven, right? And so we can be thankful in a situation, because what that tells us is that thankfulness transcends circumstances. Thankfulness transcends situations. So in other words, our thankfulness isn't determined by what we go through. Looking back again at 1 Thessalonians 5.18, if we can go to the next screen, again from the King James here, watch this. I want to show you something else here. Because this is how God defines giving thanks. We think it's just saying words. And the better we craft our words, the nicer we say them, with the biggest smile and the heartfelt attitude, we think that is expressing thanks to God. And it is partially, but it's more than that. Watch what it says there. It says, in everything, what is next? Give thanks, right? Now, when you look at the original in which this was written, the original Greek, it's actually one word. It's a compound of two words, which is one word. It's give thanks, but it's one word in the original because it's a compound of two words, okay? And this is what it means, and let me show you from the HELPS Word Studies lexicon. And it's the word, watch this word carefully, eucharisteo. You see that? So it's you, eucharisteo. Does that sound familiar? Charis, grace, the word for grace in Greek. So you, eucharisteo. Interesting, isn't it? And there it tells us the definition. It comes from two words. Like I said to you, it's a compound of two words. It comes from the word il, which means good, charis, which means grace. So properly, it says, put together, this is what it means. Acknowledging that God's grace works well. Isn't that interesting? So when God says, and when he inspired the Apostle Paul to write this, when he said, in everything, give thanks, you could put it this way. In everything, acknowledge that God's grace works well. Do you see that? <laughs> Isn't that different to just saying simple words and saying thank you? So when we say, let's give God thanks, we are saying express it. But do you realize that the real heart behind biblical thanksgiving is to actually acknowledge that God's grace works well in your life? This is why in every situation, not for every situation, in every situation, we can give thanks because we are acknowledging that God's grace works well. So when we face a terrible situation, what do we do? We acknowledge that God's grace is going to work well in our lives, right? And what is God's grace? God's unmerited blessing and favor, right? What does it mean to be unmerited? You can't earn it. You can't deserve it. It's given to you just because God loves you, right? So to give thanks means to acknowledge that God's unmerited favor works well. In other words, outside of my merit and my religious performance, God's favor works well for me. Isn't that what grace is? If you have to earn the blessing and favor of God, 
Is that grace? No. no. If I have to earn something, it's not a gift. And grace is a gift, right? So that's what this means. It means acknowledging that God's grace works well. That is, it goes on, for our eternal gain and His glory. To give thanks, watch this, literally, this is what it literally can be translated as, thankful for God's good grace. So in everything, be thankful for God's good grace. That's what it means to give God thanks. So when we say, Father, thank you, what we are saying biblically is, thank you that your good grace works well. That your grace is good in my life. Amen. You could put it this way. In everything, acknowledge that God's grace works well for you. For grace is God's will for you in Jesus. See, it's not a command. God isn't saying, you better be thankful because that's my will. What God is saying is, my grace is my will for you, so I want you to express it in your life. I want you to acknowledge it. Would you agree? So in everything, acknowledge that God's grace works well for you. For grace is God's will for you in Jesus. And isn't that true? So how many of you are willing to acknowledge God's good grace in your life? You're facing a situation? Acknowledge that God's grace is working in your life. Amen. So watch this now. I want something else I want to show you in that verse. In everything, give thanks. Notice, I've already spoken about this. Not for everything, but in everything. Because not everything is from God. Some people believe that it is. They forget that we live in a fallen world, that there's evil around us, and sometimes someone's bad decision affects us. That's not God's will. But we can thank God for His good grace in the midst of that. Right? So, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God. What does it say next? In Christ Jesus concerning you. So, the basis of you thanking God for His good grace in the midst of whatever you're going through is on the basis of who? Jesus. Because it says, in Christ Jesus concerning you. So in other words, what God is saying, and I'm going to put that in my own words, what God is saying is, thank me for my grace. In other words, that my good grace is working well for you, and do it on the basis of who you are in Jesus, not yourself. Because when you do it on the basis of yourself, what are you going to do? You're going to put your merit, your performance in there. Well, you know, God, maybe I do deserve this because I, I was at the wrong place at the wrong time and you told me not to go. You told me not to be there. So I probably deserve this. This is why this is happening to me. Right? Most people think like that. And what God is saying here is don't do that. He says, whatever situation you find yourself in, thank me for my good grace and do it on the basis of who you are in Jesus. That he do all necessary so that God's grace can be extended to you. He sure did. Amen. Praise God for that. Aren't you glad about that? So when we say, Father, thank you that your grace is working for me. We're saying thank you that your unmerited favor is working for me. And not because of my merit, my performance, but because of who I am in Jesus. 
Amen. Doesn't that sound like gospel truth? I mean, praise God for that. Amen. So no matter what life throws at you, you have something greater working for you, which is what? God's grace, right? And it does so, not because you've earned it or deserve it, but because of who you are and what you have in Jesus. Amen? This is why we can always acknowledge that God's grace works well for us, because it's on the basis of Jesus and the finished work of the cross. Amen? No matter where we are, no matter how much we had to do with the situation, we can thank God for His good grace. Amen? That's what it means to give thanks, is to continually be aware that God's grace is at work for you regardless of your merits and performance. Not that it doesn't matter but for you, but God doesn't give you His grace based on your merit, right? So this is why Jesus is the anchor of our thanksgiving. This is why He should be the anchor of our thanksgiving, now that we know what that means. Amen. True thanksgiving, then as we've seen, is not circumstance-based. It is grace-based. And aren't you glad for God's grace? I am. <laughs> We'd be in a whole lot of trouble if it wasn't for God's grace. I'm so glad that God exposed His grace to us in Jesus. Amen. So what should the motivating factor of your thanksgiving be? God's grace. And grace is the very person of Jesus. Amen. Let's have a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4 and 5. Watch this. I want to show you a few things here from that portion in relation to what we are talking about here. It says, Such is the confidence and steadfast reliance and absolute trust. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being totally confident that nothing can shake you? And having such reliance on God that nothing is going to change your mind. And then on top of that, having absolute trust that we have through Christ Jesus. So you can be confident before God, you can rely on Him, and you can have absolute trust in Him on the basis of what? Jesus. See, there again, it's grace toward God. Watch this. Not that we are sufficiently qualified in ourselves, to claim anything as coming from us. But our sufficiency and qualification come from God. So who makes you sufficient before himself? God does. Who qualifies you before God? God does through Jesus, right? This is why we can have confidence before him. So it's really just re-emphasizing everything that I've shared with you. And you know, the reason why I'm sharing that with you is because so many in Christendom don't have that revelation. Instead, they are fearful and doubtful before God. They think, well, I've done something, so I'm going to be in trouble. No, that's not true. Isn't that so? 1 John 4 verse 18, watch what it says. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment. So the one who is afraid of God's judgment, watch this, is not perfected in love, has not grown into a sufficient understanding of God's love. Here's what this is saying to us. 
If you feel fearful towards God, if you are scared that something bad is going to happen to you as a result of punishment from God, is that really scriptural and true? No, it isn't. God says there should be no fear in your life if you really truly understand the love of God. Isn't that so? And that's where we want to be. So what is that also saying to us? That we are okay with God. Isn't that so? You're okay with God because of Jesus. And your okayness before God is called what? Righteousness in Jesus. Isn't that so? He made you righteous. He made you right by doing what he did for us on the cross. Amen? Amen. This is why Jesus is the anchor of our thanksgiving. It's because of what he has done to redeem us that we can have God's grace. And in the midst of whatever we face, we can say, Father, your grace, your good grace works for me here. Not because of what I do or what I don't do, but because of who I am and what I have in Jesus. And that's why Jesus is the anchor of giving thanks. Amen. We trust that you are blessed by this message. For more information about our ministry or to make a donation to help us continue spreading the gospel, please visit our website at redemptioninjesus.com.